Banking group APSA announced today that it had fired Sipo Petjana from its board. APSA said in a statement that he took the decision after Mr. Petjana met with the board to respond to allegations that he did not perform his functions as a director properly and that he acted in his own interest and not in APSA's best interest. According to the statement, the board considered his responses but concluded he did act in his own interest and that it created a material and sustained conflict between the parties. Mr. Petjana's dismissal followed after he sued the Prudential Authority of the Reserve Bank in October, claiming his nomination to become APSA's chairman had been unfairly blocked after former APSA CEO Maria Ramos informally informed the authority's head, Cuban Naidu, of a sexual harassment incident and investigation involving him when he was the chairman of Anglo Gold Ashanti. Mr. Petjana said today that he will take this decision by the APSA board on review. He is on the line. Sipo, thank you so much for joining me. A lot has happened uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, did it come as a surprise to you that uh, the APSA board fired you? No, it didn't at all. I mean, uh, the APSA board, right at the outset, expressed a clear view that I shouldn't challenge the regulator. And of course, in terms of the law, I am entitled to do so. And so is the board entitled to challenge them. I'm an affected party in a material decision that the regulator took. I advised the board that in light of the fact that the feedback that they received from the regulator had uh, directly uh, constituted a direct attack on my integrity and, uh, and standing and reputation, I therefore had no option but to, to challenge the, the regulator. I also made the point to the board that beyond my own uh, an attack on, 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 on my person, the interference by the regulator in, the, in a role that is otherwise the preserve of the board should have meant that the board, in fact, also joined me in the action to challenge the regulator. I couldn't persuade them to take, to, to take that view, uh, but my perspective remained, remained that. So, that's the first point. The second point is that since I took that decision, as you would know, I was uh, asked to resign from the board because the APSA board felt that by taking that decision, I was in turn attacking the the APSA board uh, and implying that they, like the regulator, may have acted unlawfully, even though my court papers are very clear that I'm I have cited them as an interested party, but I'm seeking no relief against them. And thirdly, um, they also, as you know, recently released me from, uh, removed me from position of being lead independent director and chairman of the remuneration board in order to express their displeasure at my uh, determination to to challenge uh, the unlawful conduct of the regulator. So this time they've decided to remove me from the board, uh, which I, I have to say that it, 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 is, it is unbelievable that uh, in, a, in, a, in a country of, that, of a constitutional order that uh, ap- approaching the courts in pursuit of one's rights is such an offense to a, to a, a leading corporate of absolute standing that I would be removed from a board. I'm, I'm disappointed and I think it's an outrage. The Prudential Authority responded to your initial affidavit and said your name was not put 
forward as a candidate to become APSA's chairman by the APSA board. Uh, it said it could therefore not block your appointment. Uh, what is your response to this? It's disingenuous, quite frankly. Uh, the fact of the matter is that if the board of APSA did not put my name forward as for, for chairmanship of APSA, the discussion that the regulator had with APSA would not have arisen. Uh, the inquiries that they had, which were irregular inquiries about my appropriateness for role uh, through the informal process that they undertook, would not have arisen. The point that they are making, though, is that the submission uh, of my name formally uh, as a nomination in terms of the prescribed uh, provisions of the law did not occur. And the reason it did not occur, and I think that Wendy Lucas Paul makes it clear in her affidavit that the regulator, the prudential authority, clearly uh, indicated to them that uh, they were concerned. That's what now Wendy says. But in the feedback that she gave me, she told me in no uncertain terms that the regulator made clear that they would object uh, to uh, uh, my, my my candidature if the if the board uh, put forward my name. Uh, the effect of that was uh, basically that as a result, the board decided to not proceed with my name. So in, in essence, this idea that I was never nominated is absolutely disingenuous, if not dishonest, uh, because they know that they stopped the board of APSA from submitting my name formally at all by interfering with the process uh, at the stage of uh, the selection exercise where they were not supposed to in terms of the law. Just take us back. If I understand you correctly, there was the intention to put your name forward to the Prudential Authority to become the chairman, um, and that was officially discussed at a board meeting. But due to the informal interaction of uh, Ms. Maria Ramos with uh, Cuba Naidu, the head of the Prudential Authority, the authority then proactively said, no, we won't accept uh, his nomination. Exactly. Uh, there was more than an intention. There was a presentation of my name uh, to the Prudential Authority through what I refer to as an informal process, which saw the Prudential Authority give its own opinion with regard to that and um, um, influenced by uh, feedback that uh, they say they obtained from Ms. Maria Ramos in respect of whatever it is that uh, allegedly occurred at Anglo Gold Ashanti. So clearly, you can't have those kinds of conversations and not afford me as an affected party an opportunity to be heard. The processes around appointment of directors allow the Prudential Authority a role. They assign a role to it. The board must decide on, on, on a person that it deems appropriate for the role. Once it would have done all the interviews, assessment, and all of this, it then, in a prescribed form, submit the name of that person and only at that point does the Prudential Authority get in the picture and scrutinizes the name of that person, investigates if there are issues that arise. If there's an issue about uh, arising from, from my tenure at Anglo Gold Ashanti, whether they obtain that from talking to Maria or anybody else, there is nothing that stops them from obtaining that, but through a, a proper process. And then they would, they would allow, that would allow me to put my, my point of view across 
uh, in this instance, that was not allowed. Everybody else was talking to the potential authority except me. And once they will have taken a decision, the law allows me, if I'm not happy with the decision that the, the prudential authority takes, I have an opportunity to object to it. They have to give reasons uh, for the decision they have taken. I can object to it. And there is a provision that an, an arbitrator may be appointed who will then assess my objection and come to a view. Now, all of those rights that I am accorded in law are denied because all of this matter is decided through an informal process that strips me of all of the rights that I'm accorded to in law. In that situation, I am entitled to approach the courts of the land to restore my rights and to restore my dignity. Did you object formally to the APSA board against these developments? I did, and I, I made clear to the APSA board that in light of the fact that there has been an informal signaling by the prudential authority that they would object its import is that beyond just uh, blocking my appointment as a chair of the board that the APSA board may in fact be having somebody amongst its directors who may be considered not a fit and proper person now if one takes their fiduciary responsibilities seriously all the more reason why you would want to have the prudential authority make that view clearly so that uh, not only am I denied an opportunity to be the chairman of the of the APSA board but I can be removed uh, as a director of the board because no board particularly no board of a bank should have a director in its ranks that uh, may be not a fit and proper person so the fact that they left it at the level of informal conversations denied shareholders and other interested parties in the in the business of APSA from scrutinizing a director who potentially was uh, not a fit and proper person and left it at the realm of, of informality. Mm. That, in my view, is negligent and derelict uh, on the part of the board. Because they, it must be so that you would want to ensure that if there is a sniff of a possibility of somebody not being fit and proper, you must want the, the prudential authority to follow through with that allegation. And, and what was the APSA board's response to, to that point? They objected. They said that uh, they don't want to offend the regulator who have, who have made clear that they would not uh, support my nomination and they would object if it was, if it was tabled. I know that uh, Naidu in his, in his affidavit said uh, they, they requested the board to submit when the Lucas Bull makes clear that it was not a real invitation to submit, it was an irritated prudential authority who was saying, look, enough with this informal process. We have told you that uh, we will object to this person if you submit their name. And as a consequence, we believe that if you are, are not persuaded by what we've told you, make a formal submission and we'll do what we have to do. In my view, the responsibility of the board should have been to uh, follow through with that. But in their wisdom, they decided not to. The fact of the matter is that whatever, whatever the, uh, the board decided, the communication by the prudential authority of their intention to object or what they now call their concerns 
uh, about my potential uh, possible appointment as a chairman prejudiced me without ever affording me the opportunity to be heard. And that is a serious violation of my rights. It impugns my character without affording me an opportunity to, to defend myself. In that situation, I'm only obligated and compelled to approach the courts to protect my name, my integrity, and everything that I've worked for. Who within the APSA board is driving this? And do you think the APSA board is united in the decision to have fired you? Well, I don't think that it matters, actually, whether it's uh, some or whole. The reality of the matter, to the extent that it is a decision of the board, whether it's a majority decision or uh, a unanimous decision, from where I, I, I sit, I understand it to be a unanimous decision of the board. Um, so certainly, uh, wherever it is that is behind it, it is just wrong. Uh, of course, the relationship between you and the other board members would have broken down uh, as a result of what has transpired. And you have indicated in a statement that you would take the APSA board's decision on review. Uh, do you think it would serve a purpose to do that? Well, it's interesting that you should say that because yesterday in our conversation, I asked the same question. The only point of difference between myself and my colleagues on the board is this issue. I have not seen a manifestation of a breakdown in relationship between myself and, and, and the rest of the colleagues on any other issue. So independence of directors is about that. From time to time, you differ on issues. Otherwise, we shouldn't be having boards made up of independent directors. So if you have a board made up of independent directors, their relationship must be characterized by tolerance of differences of views. And those differences of views shouldn't shape attitudes towards each other. I was appointed on that board as an independent director to bring my perspective and independence uh, of thought. And I have to tell you that my sense is that other colleagues similarly bring their independence of thought on the, on the, on the board. And as a result, will differ from time to time. There may be matters around which directors take a different, a different view from the rest and vote against a, a, a resolution or abstain. That's in the nature of, of, of boards of directors. Then they, they should never be made up of people who think alike and are aligned at all times. I'm not an employee of APSA. I'm an independent director. If you if you, the, one of the strong reasons why I believe that a court of law should come to a view that as an independent director, I should be allowed to express my independent view and that it's inappropriate for a board to remove one only because they disagree with this. But more fundamentally, I would like to believe that there is no court that would entertain the idea that the mere challenging of a regulator unlawful conduct constitutes a dereliction of duty. How can that ever be? You make some very serious claims against the Prudential Authority, including that they acted unlawfully. That is a very, very serious allegation. That is correct. It's not one I make lightly. It is also so that if, if I didn't believe that they acted uh, unlawfully, I wouldn't uh, have taken them to court. 
I wouldn't have taken the risk of upsetting the board, certainly the chairperson of the board, to the extent that I seem to have done. But my view is that uh, I strongly believe that the financial services environment is a very is, is, is at the heart of the economy, and its conduct must be within the law. And if it's outside of the law, woe unto every aspect of society, uh, the economy, uh, the public life, the exposure of ordinary citizens, etc., etc. You cannot have a regulator that is supposed to be uh, the entity that we rely on to hold the line with regard to the conduct of banks, insurances, and other and others in society in the financial services space capable of acting outside of the law. What does that mean for the rest? Because they are supposed to hold the line. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, in thinking about the decision I take in this regard, all those considerations came to mind. And I believe that we cannot afford to have a regulator in the prudential authority of the South African Reserve Bank conduct itself unlawfully and get away with it. It would be wrong. It would be unacceptable. What would you want to be the outcome of this legal action? What do you think would be the best outcome for you? Well, I've asked the court to declare that the conduct of the regulator had been unlawful and, and restate uh, the parameters so that there isn't a misunderstanding of what those parameters are. Because if it was as clear as I thought it should be, I shouldn't be at different places with my some of my colleagues on the board of APSA. And certainly, I shouldn't be at different places with the regulator. If you read their papers, they agree that uh, they interfered with the process, but they don't think that it was unlawful for them to do so. It seems that the APSA bank also holds the same view. I hold a different view. I know that there are other people that have been affected similarly with regard to the conduct of the Prudential Authority in various instances, either as candidates for directorships on the board, because the, the regulatory framework that is used to decide uh, whether a person is fit and proper to be a director is the same as one that is used to determine public officers of banks. So I'm not the first person to encounter what I'm going through. I may be the first person to actually have the temerity to challenge it. And that's why the APSA board is so, is so upset. Here, here's the one point that I would like to raise, though, that worries me about the reaction of the APSA board. If we are to believe that the Reserve Bank is independent, as it should be in terms of the Constitution, why does my challenge of the Reserve Bank invoke such anger and upset on the part of the APSA board. What does that mean in terms of public perception of separation between APSA and the Reserve Bank? Now, I would like to believe that if the APSA board believed in the, in the independence of the judiciary of this country, they would wait allow the legal processes that we're in the middle of, where they have also filed their papers opposing my motion to complete and come to a view once those would have been. It seems to me that their rush, their mad rush 
to take action against me, putting pressure on me to try and stop me from taking the action that I believe is my constitutional right is outrageous. Sure. Um, do you want to be reinstated on the board? Well, from my perspective, my application to, to courts for a review of the decision of APSA of yesterday is to exactly achieve that, is to, is to ask the courts that the, the decision of the board was unlawful and that I should be reinstated back in my position as a director on that board, as an independent director of the board. Because to allow this would set a very dangerous precedent uh, in terms of what becomes of directors. You must remember that it is exactly because independent non-executive directors failed to exercise their independence on the boards of Steinhoff, on the boards of Hula Tongat, on the boards of a number of corporates that have, have failed phenomenally in this country, that we've seen these. It must be so that our guards must be up when the independence of directors is attacked in the way that my right as an independent director on the board of APSA is being attacked. We'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Sipo. That was Sipo Petjana.